Welcome back to Declaration Life. I'm your host, Christabel Braden, and I'm so glad you decided to take the time to turn on this podcast today. We've got a great episode ahead with special guest, Miss Nicole Ray. Miss Nicole Ray is a singer, she's a songwriter, she is a Christian artist, an author, a radio host of her own. And she has so much great insight to share today. We're going to be talking about connecting to the power source. And you're going to have to listen to the interview to find out what exactly that means. But I can promise you, you're going to enjoy it. Let's get started. Live a declaration life. Declare your purpose. Declare your place. Declare your work. Here at Declaration Life, I truly believe that what you tell yourself matters. So let's declare life over ourself today. This is the declaration segment where I share something that you can declare over yourself. But today's declaration looks a little different. It's not so much a phrase to speak as much as an action to do. So this interview today is very, very encouraging on just talking about how to spend time with God, what that looks like, different ways to connect with Him, whether it's through reading the Bible or journaling or praying or listening to music, whatever it is. And so my declaration today is to just spend time with God, connect to the power source. That'll make a lot more sense once you hear the interview, when you hear what connecting to the power source actually means. But instead of a phrase to speak over yourself, it's an action that will bring life to you. So everybody's different. Everybody's relationship with God looks different. And that's the beauty of it. So today's declaration, connect to the power source. That's it. Let's go ahead and head into the interview. Welcome, Miss Nicole Ray to Declaration Live. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so glad that you're here. She is a friend of mine. You guys are going to love hearing about her. I just can't wait for you to share some of your heart and your passion for the Lord with us today. Amen. Amen. So do you want to start off by just sharing some of who you are? Sure. So hello, everyone. My name is Miss Nicole Ray. I am really, really honored to be able to be here on this podcast today to talk about and declare life unto you. So a little bit about me. I am born and raised in New York, uh, currently residing outside of Philadelphia. So shout out to New York, shout out to Philly. I was really one of the girls, like I was raised in the church. My parents took me to church from the time that I was a kid, but my story doesn't go that I stayed in the church. You know, a lot of times what happens is we're in the church, we start off in the church and life can really get to you. And as you become a teenager, that struggle to be in the world and not of it really gets challenging. And I remember my parents got divorced and, um, uh, you know, when they got divorced, it was a really hard time for me. My father stopped going to church. My mom kept going to church and it was torn. I was torn. And my relationship with God got really rocky in that period of time. And even though I knew him and I knew what his word said, because I had been taught it, I strayed away from it. And I remember going off to college and um, making a statement to him, letting him know like, God, 
if you just give me this pass and let me, you know, be in college and let me do me and let me have fun, I promise when I get out of college, God, I'm going to get back with you. And literally three days after my college graduation, I got into a car accident um, on a three-lane highway with a 18-wheeler, I think it was a little larger than 27 feet. I think it was a 54-foot tractor trailer. And it hit my car. We both tried to merge into the middle at the same time. And I spun around. And thank God I didn't have any injuries um, in that moment. But it was a very sharp reminder to the promise and commitment I made to God. And I immediately found a church home. Uh, you know, but even in that finding a church home, there was something that was still missing. And it wasn't really until 2015 that I really connected what I needed, which was not just to be in church and not just to be in his word, but to have a relationship. And I began to go through that process of forming a relationship with him. And now, I mean, my life has changed dramatically since I started forming that relationship. So you know, if there's anything that I would want you to take away about me is that I am not a perfect person, that I've been on a journey, just like many of you other listeners. But at the end of the day, through relationship with God, I was able to get to the point I am now. And now I can say proudly that I am a gospel recording artist and I am a published author and I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a First of all, first and foremost, I should have said this first, was a daughter of the Most High God and a a friend of God. So, you know, it's because of all of those things. And that was just a quick synopsis of my life. If I went into detail, (laughs) it would be much more. But (laughs) just at a high level, you know, that was kind of my road to revelation. That relationship was the key. Thank you so much for sharing some of your story. You said that, you know, outside of a relationship with God, you, I don't know how you, I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but I was going to ask you, what does a relationship with God mean to you? Because mm-hmm. if you're unfamiliar with what it means to have a relationship with God, how can you connect to that? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's an interesting question. The, the, the first thing I'll say is don't make it deep. The same way you have a relationship with a friend or a brother or a sister, or your mommy, auntie, uncle, whoever, it's a relationship. Um, Now, granted, we don't always have good relationships with people, but that's really what it's about. It's about having a relationship and a relationship means it's someone that you talk to, someone that you interact with, um, someone that you spend time with. Right. That's part of having a relationship. There's knowing God which is to say, I know him, I've heard of him. And then there's knowing God, which is that community with him. If you think about it in a natural sense, there's a lot of people, you know, we go on the Instagram right now, you're following people and you know them, right? You know them, you see them. Maybe you know a little bit about their life because of the things that they post, you know them, but do you know them? Do you really have relationships with them, right? There's the people that you see that you know, and then there's the people that you engage with and that you get to know intimately. You know, they share their secrets with you. You share your secrets. When you're crying, you can go to them. When you're hurting and broken, you can go to them. It's the same thing with God. We don't want to be in a position of just knowing him. We want to know him. We want to know him intimately. And so in order to have that relationship, we all have to get to that place of being comfortable with talking to him. I think one of the things you kind of were alluding to was like, how did I get there? 
I remember being at a really, really low place. I mean, identity crisis. I mean, just, (laughs) I was going, and the crazy thing is I was going to church. I was in church. I was serving in ministry and I was doing all of these things, but I was so broken and in the church, I was right. But outside of the church, I still hadn't quite gotten a hold of it. And I still wasn't living the way that I needed to be living. And I was smoking a lot of marijuana like that. You know, I, God delivered me from that, but I used to smoke a lot of marijuana. I was, I was fornicating. Like I was not, even though I had the appearance of goodness, I wasn't really doing everything that I really needed to be doing. Um, and I was in a relationship where there was emotional abuse and mental abuse and it bordered on physical abuse, but never quite got there. But the emotional and mental abuse was enough that I had lost myself and I didn't even really know who I was. And the confidence that I once had, the boldness that I once had was diminished. And it was, I had this moment, I went to a conference and I got into the presence of God And I just remembered the woman with the issue of blood. And I was like, look, if I could just grab this moment just for a second and hold on to it, I know it's going to be enough to heal me. And it was, I mean, it was a life-changing experience. I grabbed his presence and I held on to it and I haven't let it go. Um, And it was at that moment that I made the the commitment to move forward in my faith. And part of moving forward in your faith, because we talk a lot about faith, is committing to a relationship with God. I don't want to just hear about him anymore. I don't want to just read his word. I want to make it active. I want to to activate his word in my life and I want to get to know him better. I want to share my heart with him and I want him to share his heart with me. And that's the beauty of God is he really does want to talk to you. Like it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. God wants to talk to you because he loves you and he wants to share his heart with you. But a lot of times he can't because we won't open up and share our hearts with him. You get what I'm saying? It's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. There's two sides to a relationship. And mm-hmm. I feel like in my life, I thank you so much for being so vulnerable and raw and real with us and sharing some of your struggles because it is hard and it it becomes this thing where until you really dig in and you understand that he talks back <laughs> and mm-hmm. a relationship with God isn't just one-sided. It's on either way. It's not just us reaching out to him and it being an empty void or him reaching out to us and us not doing anything. There has to be yep. this connection. So when it comes to a connection with God, what are some tips you would have if somebody's like, okay, I know God, but I want to know him deeper. What are some tips you would have to connect with God on a deeper level? Okay. So I'm glad you asked, because as soon as you said connection, I've been spending a lot of time with God, you know, certainly with Corona. I mean, I was doing it before Corona, but certainly with Corona, (laughs) you've got like nothing but time. Um, (laughs) And so Uh, I was ministering to a friend and God began to minister to me about connecting to the power source. So if I could give my tip in an analogy, let's talk about it this way. So if we think about, we have a wall that has an outlet that is the main power source, right? And then we have, it could be a charger. It could be whatever it is that needs to get plugged into that wall. But in the middle, we also have things that are called power strips, extension cords, whatever, right? 
if you think about it this way, if you think about God as the main power source and you being the object at the other end that needs to get plugged into the power source, there are two ways to plug into a power source. You plug in either directly or you plug in via a power strip. And a lot of people today are plugging in via a power strip. What do I mean? Let me break it down. Me being an intercessor, me being connected to God and praying, and I pray for people because I love to pray for people. Anytime anybody needs prayer, please don't hesitate to call because I will, I will pray. That's, that's what I, I pray. Like I pray. And you, you know, let's say, Christabel, you were lacking in faith about something or you were struggling with something and you couldn't muster it up for yourself. And it doesn't mean you don't have a relationship. Maybe you do have a relationship with God. Maybe you don't. But in this moment, you can't muster it up. You call me and I am activated to be able to use the power that I'm plugged into to pass you power. Right. And now you get strengthened. But at the end of the day, my job as a power source, as the, as the intermediary, the, the intercessor, or the power strip, is to encourage you to plug back into the main power source. Because the reality is, my, I'm a power strip. So I ha- I'm giving energy to multiple different things, which means I don't have enough energy to give you the full energy. And a lot of times people are connected and they only want to stay connected to the power strip. And the power strip could be their pastor. It could be their parent. It could be a sister or a friend who's really close to God. It could be whomever. And they don't ever want to get connected to God for themselves. But God is our main power source. And if we can learn to plug into God, it's okay to plug into the extension cord or to the power strip from time to time when you need it. But the main goal is to be connected to the main source. And how do you get connected? Well, first, you just got to start by opening up your mouth, you know, opening up your mouth and talking to him. And we have to choose to connect with him the same way we look at our phone and we have to choose to pick up and call so-and-so or whoever we have to choose to pick up that phone and begin to talk to God and to have a conversation. Even reading his word is initiating a conversation because God talks back to us through his word. We have to make the choice to maybe put down the Netflix and chill and pick up the Bible or go in our room and just sit and meditate on a scripture. You know, I like, I feel like this, I feel like, um, Bible study can get a little overwhelming. Um, you have 66 books, lots of pages, lots of word, lots of me, and it can be overwhelming, but I've been recently really going over the idea of meditating on a scripture, finding one maybe passage or even just one scripture specifically and meditating on that, rehearsing that scripture in your mind and asking God to reveal its meaning to you. That is how you get connected. The goal is to plug into the main power source, the power strip, the extension cord. It's all great, but it's not the main source and you're never going to get as much power as you need to survive through those things you have to connect to the main power source and that is jesus christ that's a word i'm over here like (laughs) yeah that is great yes absolutely i feel like i just went to church that was so good (laughs) thank you for sharing that you know i I'd heard a metaphor of being plugged in and like God being your power source, but the way you articulated that, that was definitely from the Lord. 
the way you were able to articulate the power strip. I have a power strip in my room and my laptop's mm-hmm. plugged into it right now. <laughs> so yep. my laptop's plugged into this power strip. My laptop is able to get fully charged from the power strip. But the yes, problem is. is if the power strip gets unplugged, come on, here, then yes. my laptop won't have any more power. So the fullness of God is available to you through different mm-hmm. sources. So mm-hmm. like if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing us talk and you're being ministered to by God at the same time and your heart is like, yes, Jesus, you're still experiencing the fullness of God because the fullness of God is always available to you. Yep. Come on. Come on, Minister Christy Bell. But the problem is when you rely on something else, like, you know, like you said, pastors, sermons, other people to be your source, it might work for a time. But when you're not connected to that person anymore, you don't mm-hmm. have it anymore. Mm-hmm. So the the thing about a power strip is a power strip, if that, if that little switch turns off, mm-hmm. you don't have anything anymore. And so, but I love what you said about how the power strip, like us being a power strip, our goal is to connect others to the full power source. Exactly. So good. So good. So good. And have you ever like, so I, so I work in my office when I finally get to go back into the outside, um, (laughs) in my office, we have these like shelves under our desk and I don't really know whose idea it was to come up with this design, but it's the design they had. And under the, under the shelf area is where they have all of the power strip, everything. And there's a little switch And I remember sitting at my desk one day and I'm working, working, working. And like, I kind of moved my feet around under the desk and all of a sudden everything went black. And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm, here's the funny thing. My power strip was still plugged in because all of these things were, all of these things were plugged into my power strip. And like you demonstrated, what I had done is I had kicked the power strip out of the wall. And when I kicked the power strip out of the wall, there were some things that immediately lost power. See, the difference between a laptop and something that constantly needs needs power is a laptop charges up and then it, it'll operate for a while and then it just needs to get recharged, right? But if you think about like the monitor, the monitor needs constant power. And there are some things that people are going through that they need the constant power of Jesus Christ to be flowing through. And then there are other things that people go through that they can just get charged up enough to be able to persevere and press through. So again, it goes back to you want to be plugged into the main source because those things in your life that need constant power and constantly need to be charged up and don't have a a, a reservoir available for for life, Mm -hmm. you got to be connected to the power source. Because what happens is a lot of what I see is people are so connected to the power strip that when that power strip is not available, I mean, think about it. Have you ever called a friend and you were in need and it was for you, it was a crisis, but they're doing something. Now you're mad at them because they didn't answer the phone right? And you have an attitude with them because they didn't engage with you in the time that you needed them the most, when really you could have went straight to God because God is always available. God is always listening. He's always waiting to receive your call. And so so that's you know what, what I'm talking about when I say the power ship. The power ship is great. You need intercessors, but we can't yeah. 
we can't solely rely on them. You guys need this podcast. This podcast is encouragement. It's life. It's going to give you information. It's going to teach you. But the ultimate goal is that it would point you towards the main power source so that when you Mm -hmm. get off of the podcast, you will be able to go spend some time with God and say, wow, God, you know, thanks for that information. Or you would take a concept and you would go study it deeper with him. And now what happens is David talks about how we hide the scripture, how we hide the word of God in our heart that we might not sin against him. It's not just so that we won't sin, but it's so that when we're having a faithless moment, we can use those scriptures and use those things that we've learned. Here's the thing. If you, if, now that you've heard this concept, you'll be able to recognize when your power is draining. And you'll know that you can go plug into a power source and you'll know that you could call someone who might intercede and act as a power strip. But see, now that you've heard it, you might choose to go plug directly into the power source. And it doesn't mean you don't still need the power strip. It just means that you know where you can go and you know that if they don't answer the phone, it's cool. I'm gonna go to God. <laughs> Period. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And going off of what you're talking about, about the laptop having its own power reservoir and how sometimes like, okay, you plug in and then you go off on your own thing, but then you're kind of going off on your own strength. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you get filled up, whether it's on Sundays at church or whether it's on your own, you get filled mm-hmm. up and then you kind of just go off on your own way. You don't stay connected to God. You don't stay plugged mm-hmm. in. Eventually your power is going to drain. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're not going to have sustaining life Mm -hmm. and uh, something that lasts Mm -hmm. if you're not fully plugged in. And I had this, or you were speaking, I had this thought. So my laptop, okay, right now at the top corner. So I have an external hard drive. I do a backup and it says no backups for 44 days. Now don't judge me. Uh, I just haven't backed (laughs) it up for 44 days, but it says, connect to a power outlet while your backup disc is available. That's what it says at the top of my laptop right now. I'm looking at it. So here's the thing. There are certain tasks that your laptop can only do while it's connected to a power outlet. Come on here. So I might be able to unplug my laptop, take it downstairs and do some work on it, but I can't back it up. I can't because it needs the power source. You can't do an update, a system update unless you're plugged in to the wall because your computer is always like you have to be fully plugged into the wall in order to do a system update because it needs that power source you can't do it on the battery and so in the same way right for us there are certain tasks and certain things that are much needed like an update for example let's let's think about that as our growth right so our computer update to a new operating system we can only grow and be transformed by the renewing of our mind and update our heart and update our mind and heal and grow if we're fully connected to the power source. Otherwise, there's no updates available. Second, Mm -hmm. the backup disk metaphor. So this is literally at the top of my computer. Backing up your computer is a safety measure. So for example, if I have my entire computer saved on an external hard drive, When I take it, if something happens to my computer, it's saved and it's backed up. So all my information and files are safe. Yeah. And I can't do that unless it's plugged in. So for us, right, 
we can only hide in the shadow of his wings and keep ourselves Mm -hmm. safe if we're fully plugged in, like backing up ourself, (laughs) backing up our heart with God. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's it. That's, that's, that's the concept. And if nobody takes anything else from the whole rest of this podcast, my main admonishment would be, would be to please make sure you plug yourself into the power source, into the presence of Jesus Christ, because everything you need is literally found in his mm-hmm. presence, healing, peace, joy, uh, prosperity, strategy, Everything you need, building of your faith, Mm -hmm. you know, mercy, grace, everything that you could possibly think you need is found in his presence. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. All of these things, insert whatever you're in need of, all of these things, whatever it is, food, all of these things, everything you need is found in his presence because I know something, excuse me, something as simple as food seems like, well, I'm gonna find food in his presence. First of all, I'm going to give you two analogies. Number one, there's the meat of his word, because it is possible to step on his word and actually be full and feel feel physically full. Even though you might be hungry, you can actually feel full off of the word of God and it'll sustain you. That's number one. But number two, God knows everything you need. The Bible also talks about how he clothes, he clothes the flowers and the birds of the air and make sure they eat. So if you come to God and you're like, look, I'm hungry, Jesus, I don't have money to get food. I'm in need. God can hear that prayer. And the next thing you know, someone's walking along like, Hey, you trying to come over for dinner or Hey, you know, here's a couple of dollars, go, whatever it is. So literally every single thing that you possibly need is in the presence of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. And so many times we, we don't realize that whether or not, you know, it logically, everything that I need is in, in God. Our behavior doesn't show that we look to everything else. We go to Netflix, we go to anything, just scrolling endlessly on social media, just anything to kind of numb how we feel instead of connecting to the power source and finding something that will truly be life-giving and sustain us. It's like we're running on 1% battery mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're just like running on borrowed time and mm-hmm. just trying to do as much as we can before we crash. But in reality, if we would stay plugged in, we'd never get below a hundred. Yep. That's true. And you know what? You said something good that I want to jump in on about the scrolling Mm -hmm. endlessly and Netflix and everything. The reality is, and this is my humble opinion, that we are drawn to that because Number one, there are many people trying to find their identity in those things, but it's also, those things seem fun. The reality is it's juicy. When you're online, there are some who like to watch other people fight or to see and observe drama, or we like action. Like those are the things we're drawn to, right? If you think about Netflix, we like to laugh. We like to cry for those people who like dramatic movies. We like the the documentaries because we want to be in people's business and we want to know how this, that, and the third happened. And so we're tuned in. And the funny thing about it is All of these things, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. All of these things that we watch on TV, if people would actually read their Bible, 
the Bible is like the juiciest story ever. You want to talk about, you know, being in people's business and, and documentaries. There's that one show, that one docu-series about, uh, I think it's like uh, The Mind of a Murderer or something like that on Netflix. Okay, if you go into the Bible, the Bible has all kinds of stories about murder. There's there's stuff about sex. There's stuff about prostitutes and this and all of the things that we tune into on social media and on Netflix. If you would go read your word, you would find out that the Bible actually has a lot of juicy stories <laughs> and a lot of the beauty of what I love about it is that in a lot of instances, God sees all of these people who do all of these things and he still turns it around and he, he's glorified. You look at King David, King David, the Bible talks about him being a man after God's own heart, but he wasn't perfect. He wasn't walking around here like a complete saint, never messing up, never making a mistake. He was an adulterer. He cheated with another man's wife, had sex with this man's wife, then had the man killed, okay, had a baby with the woman. You know, that's the type of stuff that we go watch on Netflix and people go watch and look at on Instagram and comment on and everything like that. And it's right there in the Bible. So people have this this picture of the Bible like it's so dry and it just wants to tell us what to do and it's boring and I don't want to read that. I'm going to be honest. There are some parts of the Bible that are a little bit boring. Like when they start going through genealogy and this person was father, this person, I get a little lost sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to read this. But in the midst of that, there's a lot of other things for me to look at and to listen to and to understand. And when I really read the Bible, like the whole thing through for the first time, I was like, wow. Like that book was, was juicy. If you took the Bible and made it a TV show, I bet you people would watch it. You keep calling it juicy. I love it. It is. The, listen, again, everyone wants to make, make the Bible and God super duper deep. And he is deep because he is the God of the heavens and the earth. And he's the Lord, you know, the head of the army, the Lord of hosts and, you know, all of that stuff. And it is, it can be deep, but it's juicy. Like, it is, if you go and I'm serious, have you ever read any of these stories? And you're like, Ooh, oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah uh-huh. I can't believe, <laughs> like when I read Song of Solomon, that whole thing, I'm just like, oh my goodness. You know, the, the, the story of Tamar. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they go into detail. <laughs> like it's, those are, those are juicy stories and, and the people love juicy, but they won't, they don't think the Bible, they don't, most people don't think of the Bible as juicy. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's true. And like, we always <laughs> like some of the top rated movies are action and adventure and war movies. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of that in the word of God. Exactly. For sure. And you know what else? A lot of the Bible movies that they do make when people watch them, they really, really like them. Yeah. And- like, remember that Bible series that they did? Yeah. I've seen a couple of them. I think it's on Netflix, honestly. Was that the one that the one that Nat- National Geographic did? I don't know. Listen, I, I know there's, there's been a number of them, and I know yeah, there's for sure one right now on Netflix. But there's the the story of Moses. The story you think about the mm-hmm. story of uh, the story of Ruth. We're talking about Moabites who were 
practically murdering children, right? And that's not, that's a very sensitive subject. And we talk about so much today, child trafficking, human trafficking, and all of these things, and people are very attentive to it, but they, they make no mention of the fact that these things were happening in Bible times. These things, these things are not new. Everyone thinks that all this stuff, all of these concepts are new and they're not new. They're talked about in the Bible and it's not to admonish them. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's good, but what I'm saying is if we would be able to turn back to the scriptures and be able to see, okay, this was happening in Bible time. What did they do to do about it? How did they overcome it? You know, how did they get their peace? How did they, how did they manage this in that time? We would have something tangible that we can then apply to our own lives right now to be Mm -hmm. able to affect change. We're always trying to recreate the wheel because we think everything is new and we don't have any understanding that everything that we need is literally wrapped up in those 66 books. (laughs) Solomon was not lying when he said there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah, I will be honest. We've, we've, taken things and maybe put our own little twist on it and manipulated it but it's still not new it's still not new yeah yeah absolutely absolutely not new. so that's how I feel about that <laughs> I love it I love it it's so juicy <laughs> <laughs> it, is. it is it is yeah so connection with God we can stay connected with him by getting in the word. And like, like Nicole was just saying, right. We, we look to all these things for entertainment when the word of God is entertaining. It is So that's yeah. a tool that we can use to connect with the Lord. There are other tools as well. So if you're looking for how do I plug into that outlet, don't ever feel like using a power strip is a bad thing. Not yeah. at all. That's a way that we can get connected to God, but you can actually be fully plugged in to the power source while also using tools. So like you can be listening to a sermon, but if you stay connected on your own with God through it and afterwards and everything, you're fully connected in. Worship music is an amazing tool Mm -hmm. to connect deeper with him, especially if you're musically inclined or you like music. For me, sometimes I just feel disconnected from God. I have to start singing. And the singing and the worship is what gets me plugged in. And then from there, I can move forward. But until I sing, some days I'm like feeling really disconnected from him. Even just putting on instrumental music or worship music will get me into that frame of mind. God created music mm-hmm. and he wants it to bring Him himself glory. Yep. And so we can use music as a tool to connect with God as well. Mm-hmm. Can I say one more thing about being connected in the word real quick? So I find that a lot of times the, the main blocker for people getting connected is that they feel completely unworthy of being connected to God. And the reality is we all are not just you, me, me included, Christabel included. We're all, we're all unworthy of being connected to God, but we have a savior named Jesus Christ who came to the earth, died for our sins, was buried, but then rose on the third day and is currently seated at the right hand of, of God and making intercession on our behalf. And so because of that, we don't have to live broken. We don't have to live in the place of shame or condemnation or guilt or any of those things. We're not worthy on our own 
But with Jesus, we are worthy to be connected to God and to be present with him and to communicate with him. And so another thing that reading the word does for you, aside from just giving you lessons and teaching about how to follow God and what you should do and what you shouldn't do is you get to see the stories of people. And again, like the example I gave with David, David wasn't perfect. David made a lot of mistakes, but God still called him a man after his own heart heart. And so sometimes when you read the word and you read the stories about those people, it will give you encouragement to know that you don't have to be perfect to connect to God. If you look in the New Testament and you look at Paul, who wrote a large part, I think a a little over a third of the New Testament, right? He was a persecutor. He was killing Christians. He was tearing them down, beating them up. Like he was completely against Christians, but yet God took him knowing that he was a murderer, changed his whole life around and used him for his glory. And so when you feel like you're not worthy and when you feel like you don't deserve to be in God's presence or you feel like you don't deserve to be used of God, you have to remember these people and say, no, I'm not going to let the enemy lie to me and say that because look at how God used David. Look at how God used Paul. Look at how God used Rahab. I was just talking to my mentor before I got on here and she reminded me that David, Jesus, if you think about Jesus, Jesus came from the lineage of Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. So we can't make this assumption that because of our dirtiness that we're not worthy of being connected. God desires a connection even in the midst of our dirtiness because the well, here's what he does. When we get connected, he takes our dirtiness and he cleans us up. So however you get connected, whether it's through music, whether it's through reading your word, whether it's through listening to a preacher, whatever it is that you do to start your connection, just know that you don't have to be walking or living in condemnation and feel unworthy of the connection. You are worth the connection and God desires the connection with you. Just wanted to add that in. I love that. That That's a really, really good point. We talk a lot about on Declaration Life about worth, mm-hmm. about your worth. My tagline for this podcast is declare your purpose, declare your place, declare your worth. Yep. We have to remind ourselves and declare over ourselves our purpose in Christ, Mm -hmm. our place in the family of God and our worth by the blood of Jesus. Exactly. We are worthy of, of Christ's love. I mean, we're not, we're not, but he's chosen to make us worthy. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense on our own, we're not worthy of him, but because he chose to die for us, we are now washed by the blood of Christ. And now we're, we're worthy, but I mean, from from the beginning of, of us being created, God has wanted relationship with us. Yep. And he seeks connection with us. He is seeking us. He's seeking you. He's knocking on the door of your heart at all times. And sometimes we, like you said, keep it simple. We, ov- we, overcomp- <laughs> we overcomplicate trying to connect with God mm-hmm. when he's right there. It's like... You know, have you ever gone in a hotel room and you can't find the outlet? <laughs> or like, I was saying, I was I was traveling for my music stuff. Um, I forget where I was. I was somewhere. I was in this hotel and it was like an older hotel. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of the new ones. It was redone. And I'm looking. Normally, they have the outlets like right on the nightstand. Yep. 
to like plug in your phone to where they have those fancy lamps with the outlet in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I could not for the life of me find an outlet. I was like, where in the world? And it was like in some corner behind a desk. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the only outlet. And they were running extension cords over to the TV and extension cords over to the lamp. And I was like, wow, this is where I have to plug in my phone. And so it's crazy because sometimes we act like we're in an old hotel room where we can't find the outlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When in reality, God's like that hotel lamp in the new ones that you just look to your side and there's like five plugs right there. Wait, can I jump in on that real quick? Yeah. Okay. So what I just got about that was he's given us the layout and the plans to build the temple. But at the end of the day, we are the builder of the temple. So we have to be careful that when we're building the temple, which is essentially, it's our altar before him, it's our our community, our space with him, that when we're building that place, that we don't hide the outlet from ourselves. So we have the ability to make sure that the outlet is out and visible. When you go to that old hotel, you didn't build that, right? It was, it was, it was built by somebody else, how they wanted to build it. It didn't make sense to you, but it made sense to them. We have to, when we're creating that altar of worship, when we're creating that altar of community with God, we have to make a choice to make the plug, the outlet close by where we can easily plug into it and not hide the outlet. Sometimes We decide that we want to have a relationship with God, but then we take the outlet and we put the outlet under grief, under trauma, under loss, under sin, and we pile it. And what we're the ones hiding the outlet, the outlet's always there because we're in Christ, but we start to pile things on top of the outlet and we move things around and we make the outlet invisible to us. And then what happens is when we want to plug into it, we can't find it. And so then we're trying to throw all of these things off of it just to be able to get to the source. And so so what I would say is, remember, we are the builder of the temple, right? And because we're the builder of the temple, our bodies are the temple. We are, we're in control of the temple, which means we are part of the architecture and saying where the outlet is going to be. We have to choose to make sure that the outlet is in a place where it's open and available and uncovered and not hiding behind something. And Ooh, I just feel that so strongly that we just have to make sure that when we build that temple unto God, before God, that we make the outlet available to us because it's it's up to us. We're not living in an old hotel. Nobody else can architect your temple with God. And so don't let people move your outlet because that's something else the Lord just said to me is people will say things to you or you'll hear things you know, the enemy will be trying to minister to you and try to make you think that you can't get connected and and he'll try to elude you with the connection point. But you have to remember that you are the one in control of that connection and that what people say and what the devil tries to say to you, that they have zero authority and that all authority belongs to you. And so that power source is going to be where you say it is and not where they try to say it is. So when they tell you it's a far off and you can't find it you say devil you are a liar it is right here next to me and I can find it and I'm plugging into it right now so that I could get the authority to tell you to get the behind me Satan and stomp on your head okay period yes <laughs> you end with period <laughs> yeah 
let me tell you one thing. I do not play. I don't play with the devil and I don't encourage anybody else to play with the devil. I know what my word says. The Bible tells me that we have the ability to tread upon the serpent and the scorpion. The Bible tells me that we have authority. We can speak to the enemy, to the enemy and tell him to get away from us. The Bible tells us to submit to God, resist the devil, and he has to flee. And so I operate in the power and the authority that I know that I have. Even when I'm feeling weak, I'm reminded that in God's presence, I am made strong, which is why, again, it is so important to be connected to the power source. Because when you're connected to the power source, that even in a moment of your weakness, all you got to do is say, get away from me. And because you're plugged into God, he doesn't hear your voice and your weakness. He hears the voice of God roaring at him and telling him that you better back up away from my son. You better back up away from my daughter. You're going to leave her alone. You can't have her mind. You can't have her will. You can't have her emotions. And he defends you. So you got to stay connected because there is protection. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous running and they are safe. When you are hiding in the tower of God, when you are hiding in the wings of God, there is nothing that the devil can do to you. The Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Lord rises up a standard against him. There is nothing that the enemy can do to you in the presence of God. And yeah, you're going to have trials and you're going to have tribulations and stuff is going to happen, but you will not be overtaken because God is fighting for you at all times. Ooh, I'm getting stirred. That's good. I, girl, I am too. I feel it. Ugh. Yes, to all of that. Literally all of that. I love what you said about how sometimes we hide the outlet from ourselves by piling our pain and stuff. Have you ever had a messy room? Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that pile of clothes in the corner or in the middle. I mean, <laughs> who knows? And sometimes there's just like piles of stuff that can just pile up and there's a outlet in the wall, but you have all this stuff piled up to the point where it's in front of it and you can't get to it. And first you have to move the stuff. <laughs> but here's the thing about, about Christ. Mm-hmm. He does it for us. So this is what's the most beautiful thing about Jesus is he came, he came and died for us mm-hmm. and he does it for us. So Sometimes we look at that giant pile that's in front of the outlet and we're like, I can't get connected to God. We don't know how to connect to the Father, but Jesus says no one comes to the Father except through me. So Mm -hmm. Jesus can move your pain and your sin and he can take it upon himself. He can move those piles of stuff that's keeping you from connecting to the Father, to to God. Mm -hmm. Jesus does it. He will clean your room. (laughs) If you just let him and you can then connect fully to the father, like maybe you had an extension cord running out from from that through that pile of clothes. And Jesus is like, nah, you can't put this pain in front of this. I'm going to take your pain, but you have to let me. So we have Mm -hmm. to allow Jesus to come in. He's knocking at the door of of your messy room. Hello, please let me in. We're looking through the people. Should I let him in? Should I not let him in? You have, but you have to open the door. Yep. You have to open the door, allow him to come in, and he can move those piles of mess that's in front of your outlet so you can fully connect into the Father. Yep. And I just want to add to that because we've talked about God and we've talked about Jesus, but the Bible says there are three that bear witness. And so I don't want to leave out the Holy Spirit because, you know, 
God is the God is the Father. Jesus is the Son who gives us access to the Father. But the Holy Spirit is a He is a a guide. I mean, if you would let the whole because the Holy Spirit is what is active in our day to day lives. When you know you think it was just your mind telling you don't go that way, go this way, and we we think it was just our conscience or something like that, but it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit becomes the guide who will lead you. The You know, when, when the scripture says he's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, that is the Holy Spirit who is guiding you and mm-hmm. leading you. And so it's, yep. you have to accept Jesus Christ for the pardoning of your sins. And that's what gives you access to God. But then you also have to make room to let the Holy Spirit move in your life to be your comforter, to be your peace, to be the one to help you make intercession. The Bible talks about, you know, when you don't know what to say, how the Holy Spirit will intercede on your behalf with wordless groans. If you're not letting the Holy Spirit move in you and through you, then, you know, part of the connection can still be off because again, there's three It's father, son, and Holy ghost. It's not just father and son, and it's not just Holy ghost. All of them work together to help you be connected Mm -hmm. and to help you manifest the full power of God on the earth. So good. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. This has been amazing. We could keep going for hours. We could. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, I just say everybody be encouraged, especially in this time. Know that the Lord is speaking. He is moving. Um, that that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, that his love is reckless towards you. Um, the song says he'll leave the 99 to go after the one he is seeking after you. Relationship is available for you. Um, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for the pardoning of your sins. And boom, that's it. You are now in the fellowship. And what happens is the angels, like we're praising. Every time we win another soul, we are praising God and we, there's an excitement about it. And then, you know, get connected. Um, you know, it is good to be in a church because then you get community, but even if you can't get into a church, especially right now with what's going on, you know, just talk to God. Don't, don't be afraid. Just talk to him. Tell him how you feel. Tell him what you've been through. He, he already knows, but see, God still likes to hear it because even though he knows what he knows, uh, he doesn't take for granted the fact that you still need to tell your story and you need to get it off of your chest. Sometimes all we need to do is talk about it. So talk to Jesus, get connected, stay connected. And when you feel weary, plug into the power strip until you get enough power to get yourself over to the power source. But stay connected, especially in this time. Oh, and um, stand firm and hold. Yeah, (laughs) I was actually going to ask you um, real quick before we go, I wanted to ask you about your music. So can you just share a little bit about your music and what inspired you? And I mean, obviously God, (laughs) but, uh, you know, share a little bit about your songs and how people can take a listen. Yeah, so uh, my two songs are Stand Firm and Hold, and really both of those songs, God gave me Stand Firm in 2015, and I had no idea the impact that it was going to have or what it was going to mean to me right now. Um, and then he gave me hold uh, sometime last year and I, I recorded both and both are released available on iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon, you know, all of those different outlets. Um, 
But both of those songs are really talking about the fact that we have to stay connected, which is, you know, I love the way God sets this up because we didn't plan out this conversation, but it just so happened that that's where we ended up. And standing, stand firm talks about the fact that we have to put on the full armor of God and we have to stand firm on his word and we have to stand firm on the promises that he gives to us. And then hold is all about uh, it's a it's a remake of that old school hymn, Hold to His Hand. And it's all about staying connected to God, holding on to Him, um, knowing that He is unchanging. He is always the same. The Bible says His word cannot return unto Him void. And so He's the one that we want to be connected to because there's nothing we can do, say, that will tear us away from Him. And we have to be that tree that's planted by the river, that when the heat of the day, it does not shrink back, it does not scorch up because our root roots are in the ground. Our roots are connected to the living water that flows from Jesus Christ. So stand firm in his word and hold on to his hand. No matter what you go through, those songs are always going to be re relevant. Stand firm on his word and hold on to his hand. He wants to take my family, my family to the ground. He wants to take my life and keep me bound, but I won't let him have me. I'm taking it all back. The word of God covers me when I'm under attack. I claim the name of Jesus. I'm covered by the blood. I never have to fear because my eyes are on the one. Gonna stand firm. Ooh, oh, stand firm. Ooh, oh, stand firm. Ooh, oh, stand firm. Beautiful. So you can listen to Nicole's music, Miss Nicole Ray, on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to music. And you can also get connected with her on her website, which is, what's the link to your website? MissNicoleRay.com? Yep, MissNicoleRay.com. My Instagram is at MissNicoleRay. My Facebook's a little bit different. It's um, at NicoleRayMinistries. Uh, but either way you get connected, uh, you know, Drop me a line. You got a prayer request. Shoot me a prayer request. You know, however I can help you to grow in your faith and to grow in your connection. You know, whatever part God will allow me to play, you know, I'm honored to, to play that part. So get connected. Stay connected. Amen. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been yes, beautiful. Thank you for having me. Uh, I can't wait to share this with everyone. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Declaration Life. Would love to connect with you on Instagram at Declaration Life or at ChristabelBraden.com slash Declaration Life. Subscribe and join for new episodes as we explore what it means to live a Declaration Life.